Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us here on all of our various outlets, Global Star Radio Network, KYH and their affiliates, and of course now Red State Talk Radio, and as well as our podcast services picking us up. Um, we're in a lot of places and a lot of times, and so uh, these are digital broadcast folks, and we are still dealing with a country where two-thirds of the people are dumb as a box of rocks. Not that they can't be trained, not that they can't be educated, but they're choosing to just ignore the fascist takeover, the lies being told, the dangers we're being put in. And so we're asking you, please, please take these broadcasts, share, do what you want. Okay, just don't take credit for it like some guy tried to do. But anyway, yeah, someone was pretending to be me, by the way. That was an interesting story. I'll have to talk about that another time. But we have a good guest today, too. We have L.A. Marzulli. And uh, he's going to help us fulfill our mission here, freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, because we got a lot of nonsense going on, and we decided we're going to talk on a couple of topics today. And first of all, pre-air discussion, L.A. was talking about Dr. Mengele, excuse me, Dr. Fauci. Oh, is there a difference? One might be in the reincarnated host of the other. But we're going to talk about him um, briefly, and then we're going to get into... Um, why disclosure was such a dud and the various theories behind what could have been happening. L.A., welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Well, it's always a pleasure, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Really. And I got to tell you, people who are listening to us for the first time out of uh, Red State Talk Radio family of uh, stations, uh, you're going to really enjoy this interview. And uh, it's our really our privilege and pleasure to be on this great network now along with our others. L.A., uh, we, in our pre-air discussion, you you launched into Dr. Fauci, and I couldn't agree more with your sentiment. So let, let's do a little comparison here. Dr. Mengele, Dr. Fauci. Well, here's the deal. Let's say um, it's let's say the year is 1945, and we know about the horrors of the concentration camps. We know about the angel of death, uh, Dr. Mengele. Using the word doctor for him is is actually <laughs> I wouldn't even go there. Um, he he was a butcher. And he, he did horrible experiments. And he fled Nazi Germany and, and lived to a ripe old age in South America. But I digress. He was the butcher of uh, the angel of Auschwitz, the death angel of Auschwitz. He would select people on the train tracks to go to the left, right. You went one way, you went right to the left, and uh, on the other, uh, other one, you, you worked to death. But he experimented on twins. Uh, the most barbaric experiment, he would inject uh, dye into people's eyes. I mean, the guy the guy was insane, in my opinion. So, with that in mind, would we, would the United States in 1945 embrace this guy and put him in the head of, let's say, the CDC or NIAID or any type of medical profession where he would have sway over the multitudes underneath him? Would we have done that? And of course, the answer is absolutely not. He was hunted like a war criminal they knew where he was, they could have gotten him. But that's another three-hour discussion, which we won't get into. The focus is, we never would, in a million years, never would have allowed Mengele to do anything that that would have affected uh, the population of the United States in any way, shape, or form. Well, hold on there, partner. Welcome to 2020, when Dr. Fauci is all of a sudden front and center in the White House. My nickname for him is Dr. Fiasco. So after about a year, of, of him two-stepping and moving the goalposts and changing everything, we find this out. And this is documented. 
University of Pittsburgh. Fauci signed off and allowed the scalps of five-month-old aborted babies. In other words, the baby is aborted. It's five months. It's got hair. They scalp the baby. You get that? Yeah. You get that, folks? Are you listening? Are you awake yet? You know, or are you just sitting there, you know, getting your dumb on the rock, whatever it is? I mean, I'm, I'm ticked off. Where are the churches? Where are the pastors? Why, why are we storming the Bastille? Figuratively, of course. The bottom line is, is this, that Fauci signed off on this. And the scalps of five-month-old aborted babies, babies that were killed because no one wanted them. You don't think God grieves over that? Think again. And those scalps were attached to the back of lab rats. The scalps were attached to the back of lab rats. So Fauci can run his goofy experiments on it. Are you flipping kidding me? And this guy's telling us what we're supposed to do and not do? This godless barbarian? Are you kidding me? I don't know the man. But he's anyone who would do this, in my opinion, has to be a godless individual. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll stand by the record. This is not fake news. You can go online. You can check it out. University of Pittsburgh, that's where the study took place. Shame on them. My goodness. What year was that? It's current. It, it was released. I'd have to go online again. It was released. The, the information came out 2021, just a few months ago. And I, I mean, I, I was ballistic on my show. Absolutely went ballistic with it. Hmm. This is um, beyond the bounds of any medical ethics, and so I well, guess so. I guess Fauci. They're saying Fauci's untouchable, and he could do anything, and no one's going to do anything to him. Well, that's you know, I frankly I I take uh, great umbrage with that, because we have to understand that this guy's riding roughshod on the American people. It was Fauci that decided to close everything up and lock everything up. It's Fauci who's telling us, now you're going to have to wear a mask forever. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. And and, and hey, kindergartners are going to have to wear a mask. I mean, the guy is, why should we believe any of this? this? My show today, Dave, was called The Hegelian Dialectic. And for those of you who don't know what a Hegelian Dialectic is, it's you have an agenda. You set your goals. Then you manipulate everyone into achieving those goals. So you start with a thesis, which is then hit with a counter thesis, which is then a synthesis. And you just move an entire population, a, a globe if you want, global population, into exactly where you want them. This is what we are looking at. We are looking at, in my opinion, a classic Hegelian dialectic, except its roots are totally Luciferian, every single bit of it. Why is it that France and the UK and in Canada and places, who, who are these people? You, you can't go into a bar or a restaurant without a COVID passport. Where are your yellow star? You know, I mean, that, that's what this is. And, you know, people, are, people are, are going to the streets and demonstrating peacefully, enough is enough. There's no science behind any of this nonsense. You guys are making it up and you're in lockstep with it. You know, Boris Batnoff over there in England, I mean, lockstep, Macron in France, why are they all doing the same thing? Why are they shutting stuff down? And then, you know, you get the Delta, the Delta variant. Oh, my gosh, the Delta variant. It's going to kill everybody. I mean, the mortality rate, if you've got comorbidity, I get it. You can die from it. 
But I know I know people who've caught COVID and recovered. Took them took them a week or ten days. It's like the flu. I remember, like three or four years ago, I had a flu, Dave. I was down for two solid weeks, two solid weeks. And everybody who caught it, it was two weeks, no matter what you did. All you did was sleep all day, get up, get something to drink, and go back and go to bed. That's all you did for two weeks. And then you got better. So isn't it amazing how the stats talk about, well, there's really, all of a sudden, there's just no deaths from flu last year. I wonder how that happened. Maybe we should call Dr. Fauci and figure this out. We are being managed. We are being herded. We are being controlled. Wake up, people. But you know what's most disturbing is we're going along with it. Well, not everybody is. I mean, many, many people are standing up. And you know, if you stand up and you say something, you're called a conspiracy theorist. If I hear that word one more time, really, people, that's all you can call people that disagree with your point of view is a conspiracy theorist? So if I look at the 9-11 towers and I'm going, gee, they fell at free fall speed. Gee, they seem to be disintegrating in the air as they fall. Where is all the debris? Hmm, I'm going to question, because I'm a thinking individual, the official narrative. Of course, conspiracy theory was first labeled for anyone who disagreed with the sanctimonious Warren report. Thank you, Judge L. Warren, Thomas Biscom. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. So they blew Kennedy's head off in Dallas. Total conspiracy. They, they, you know, the witnesses die. This whole thing. But anyone who disagrees with their goofy Warren report is now labeled a conspiracy theorist. That's how it started. Look, I've been to Dallas. I've been up at the, the school book depository. I've been to the window right next to where Oswald or whoever fired the fatal shot, the so-called fatal shot, which did not come from there, by the way. And when, you're, when you take a pretend rifle and you sight down to that X on, on the ground, which is a long ways away, and just like the movie JFK, the shot would have been when he's coming right at you, <laughs> down Elm. I mean, that's the shot. Boom. Right? He's coming right at you. You can't miss. But the, the, the limo is, is moving away. The shot came from a grassy knoll. There's no doubt about it. Back in the left, I mean, how much more forensic do we need? But the whole thing is a managed agenda by the powers that be. We never had a real president since, except for Reagan. Look what they did to him. Oh, and wait, Hillary was always supposed to win to finish the job. There's no doubt. She was 16 points ahead by some polls. The only poll that had Trump ahead by three points was the L.A. Times. The rest is history. Well, they're not going to let that happen again, are they? Which is why massive fraud took place in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Ballots were switched. Ballots were run through. The watermarks, the ink marks, it's all going to come out. People are going to go to jail. But if you say anything, if you question the narrative, it's just like, oh, you're just promulgating the big lie. The big lie. No, the big lie is this, that you guys have an agenda. And that's to enslave America. That's to take our rights away and usher in socialism slash communism. That's that's your big lie. And we're not buying it. Well, it's interesting, L.A., now you're in my wheelhouse. I got into the Arizona Maricopa County audit very early on, and I had people willing to talk to me. But, you know, what? here's what's interesting. The audit's compromised, too. And, and, and I'm telling you, there are people on the audit team 
that when I came out with, I'll give you two facts, and I came out with five different things, but two things very early on. I said the Dominion voting machine electronic codes were never passed on to the election officials because they were making a big deal in the media about how the county supervisors wouldn't surrender the codes. And I said, you can't surrender what you've never had. And, and so I just beat that drum hard. And then there were 20,000 ballots that were duplicate ballots, and they didn't have the attached original as required by law. Right there, that turns the election on its face, right there. You don't need anything else other than that, and, and Trump wins Arizona. So that plus some of their things I put out, here's what ha ended up happening. Friends of mine, friends, colleagues, uh, they were getting calls from people on the audit team and then their associated friends telling them things like, well, if you follow Hodges on this, you're going to get yourself killed. I kid you not. This is exactly what was being said. Uh, they'd send emails to people like Sarah Westall and tell her, don't listen to Dave Hodges. He's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And every flipping thing I said is now coming out as fact. But even now, the audit team has everything necessary to reverse this election and they're saying, well, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. They're compromised. Everything is compromised, L.A. There's nothing pure and pristine. And this is why we are in the, the last days where truth is thrown to the street. And you don't know what the truth is anymore. You don't. And, and people are compromised on every level. And evil is called good and good is called evil. You know, switching gears. So Sports Illustrated has their first transgender model on, on the cover. And I went with this today. I, I blacked out, you know, the seductive poses, and, and I just said, okay, if people want to go do that, that's fine. It's your life. You know, if that's going to make you happy, then you go for it. But don't try to convince me that this is somehow okay, because it's not. You are living, with all due respect, anyone who goes down that road is living a lie. And, and you don't, you know, and I said this on, on my show this morning. It's like, you don't get there. You don't just wake up one morning and go, you know, I'm going to get everything lopped off and become a woman. It doesn't work that way. It's step by step by step. You are led by thoughts in your mind and everything else. You're led step by step by step by step. And then you go to some goofy therapist that tells you, well, maybe we should just, you know, uh, why don't you start living as a woman for a year and see how that feels? It's just not the whole thing. So the bottom line is this. Here's this seductive-looking um, swimsuit model on Sports Illustrated. It's a lie. That's not a woman. There's no, there's no uterus there. There's no fallopian tubes. There's no estrogen being produced in that person's body. It's all a lie. Every And, and, and she's beautiful. I get it. He, she is beautiful. I understand that. But it's a lie. And that's why God looks at that and goes, do you want to live a lie? Is your whole life going to be a lie? And I realize I'm saying this in the transgender community is going to have a complete conniption. Again, you know, I, I love transgender people. I've known several of them. And several of them have actually come out um, from a lifestyle. I won't mention any names. But they have come out. And they've, they've reversed as far as they could what, what they had been. They realized that they weren't happy that it didn't bring them peace or fulfillment or anything else. And the other thing is, you know, this is another reason why it's a lie. If you take your DNA, it's going to say whether you're a male or female. You can take all the hormones all you want, and you're still always going to come up as a male or female. Whatever your birth 
whatever your sex is at birth. So I get it. This is a big deal. And it's like, oh, it's the civil rights of a 21st century LA. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, it's not. It's not, folks. And quit shoving that down our, our throats. And, you know, God forbid if you stand up and you say something, you're a homophobe, you're a racist. They always, isn't it funny? They just, they just paint you with a label because you disagree with the narrative. Welcome to the communist agenda, where if you think and you have a different opinion, you're off to the gulag. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's just, it is just unbelievable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to step aside just for a second and let you know that in part this show is brought to you by MPS, My Patriot Supply. And with all the instability going on in society right now, the food chain's still broken, the meatpacking plants aren't open, Bill Gates buying up farmland faster than he can, you can even realize. I mean, he owns over half the farmland in America, folks. The food is going to disappear. The mega drought, you think that's some kind of accident? Farmers can only farm a portion of what they got. Water rates are going out of sight here in the West. My own water bill and well water has doubled because a multinational corporation took us over at the same time the drought started. Ladies and gentlemen, everything adds up to food shortages. Everything. And food is going to be used as a weapon against you. Absolutely convinced. And even if that wasn't true, which it is, you have natural disasters. This is why you need storable food. People say, well, how much do I need, Dave? Well, FEMA and DHS are on record. Six months. Bob Griswold, resident expert that comes on our TV show a lot, says, Dave, you probably need two years and seeds if you want to be sure to get through some kind of calamity. Okay, if you can't get there, all you can do is all you can do. But when you do nothing, don't come knocking on my door because I know you not. I have my own family to take care of, and so will everybody else. So, ladies and gentlemen, while you still can, before hyperinflation sets in and you can't afford to buy anything, I'm going to strongly suggest that you go to MPS. The website we use is preparewithdave.com, and you order your food now. There are specials there. There's one special for 25% off. It's 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day. That's right, 2,000 per day. Restaurant quality and the food changes dramatically as you shift from one package to the other, so you won't habituate to the same food and refuse to eat. Go to preparewithdave.com. Don't come to my door. Go here, preparewithdave.com. Well, we're speaking with L.A. Marzulli, and normally we talk about E.T. issues, and we're going to, but L.A. made some very provocative comments about Dr. Mengele, I mean Dr. Fauci, before we started the show, and I said, you know, this is really, really in line with something I think the people need to hear. I don't think we can say this too often. L.A. was kind of interesting. One of the headlines today, and I think it's on Breitbart, if I'm not mistaken, don't hold me to that, but I think it's on Breitbart. But Rand Paul, again, is going after Fauci for gain-of-function research, and Fauci is losing it. Uh, have you been tracking that at all? Yeah, I have been. Um, it's amazing. So here we have a doctor, doc, Dr. Rand Paul, and uh, he knows exactly what's going on. And the bottom line is this, and this is what just drives me nuts about um where we live and, and what's going on and how how dare you if you say anything um, against the official narrative. So we know that when the virus broke out, okay, we were told, and remember this, I'm just, just stating what we were told. We were told that the virus jumped species from the wet, uh, the wet market in the Wuhan province. The moment I heard this, Dave, I just went, oh, now we're doing the classic wag the dog. And you can go back and listen to my show 
This is before anything about, you know, anything is gain of function. None of this was known, or at least not coming out. The moment I heard that, I said, oh, that's the classic wag to dog thing. Meanwhile, 20 miles away or whatever it is, there's the Wuhan Biolab Level 4. Are you kidding me? This thing didn't jump species. I mean, I banged that drum. I reported on it. And I said, sorry, folks, in my opinion, um, this virus did not come from the, the, the Wuhan wet market. And it's just hysterical. All the media is, you know, showing the wet market. It's just typical. Classic wag the dog. Classic wag the dog. So now we find out, well, wait a minute, that uh, our good old pal, Dr. Fiasco, uh, managed to get the money to the Wuhan lab. Well, how much did he know? When did he know it? He knows exactly who did this thing, what they did. Look, I can't accuse anybody, but in my opinion, it's this. We are looking at a classic Hegelian dialectic to reduce the population, to bring everybody into a global one world government. You heard Governor Cuomo say this when the lockdown began. What we need is a global government. That's what he said. I'm not making this up. This is the nut, nutcase in New York, Cuomo, who, for, for God, unknown purpose, unknown reasons to me, is still there at the helm. I mean, how does that work, right? Like, like, like in Michigan, when you got Gretchen Whitmer, how is she still there? Why, why haven't they recalled her? It's just, um, and of course, out here in goofy California, you know, you, you got good old Gavin with his nice hairdo and uh, no idea how to run a lemonade stand. And here we are. But I digress. Look, I'm really ticked off today. I am hot under the collar, and I get that. Because I see all this stuff, and it's like, people go, well, what can we do? If the churches would, Dave, if the churches would coalesce, think of what we could do. If the churches, instead of doing the same stupid format that we've done for the last 50 years, right? Will the men please come forward and receive the morning offering? And now, you know, we're going to have uh, Bonnie Ahudovitz sing the special song for us. I mean, it's like, Ah, I can't go there anymore. It's the same formula week after week. Why not take, and, I, and I've said this on my show, why not take two or three very poignant bullet points for the week? But just the two or three, let's look at this week. So we've got transgender on Sports Illustrated. Days of Noah, anyone? Days of Noah, hello. We've got, we've got the Fauci deal going on with Rand Paul. That could be two. How about three, the Arizona audit? And the pastor brings that up, spends five minutes, Quick little bullet points, and then guess what happens, Dave? God forbid we do this, because we might make some people feel uncomfortable. And we don't want people to feel uncomfortable here, L.A. This is a place where we of worship where we all just sing Goombaya, and there's absolutely no problem. So we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable by having them pray. No, you have the first row, turn to the second row, and they pray for the bullet points. They pray for the bullet points. You spend the time. You got all these people there, and we're not using our weapon. The church is just asleep as usual, not doing doodly squat. Just, well, we don't want to upset anyone in LA. Please, upset him. If a new guy comes in there and he's not sure what to do, fine. You'll figure it out. If, he, if he's really that, that insecure, then he can leave and come back afterwards. Or the pastor could say something like that. We are not doing our job every single Sunday where millions of people go to this thing and celebrate. Yeah, we're doing the opposite. Let, let me share this story with you from my former church. I wasn't there, but I've seen the videotape. My, some of my neighbors called me. They were livid, beside themselves with anger. One of the assistant pastors gave a sermon, 
and it was Romans 13 and Peter 1 and 2. And I'm going to give you quote this is quoting this is not this is not paraphrasing he may not be a godly man referring to a leader whoever the leader would be may not be a godly man but he's god's man he's god's choice and it's your duty to submit and he gave no qualifiers he didn't say as long as he's not violating god's law you've got to do what he says he didn't say that he said you must submit and there were no qualifiers well, there's where we are. There's yeah. where we are. It's called uh, it's called 501c3, and I need yeah, my tax that's exemption. That's exactly what it is. And thank you, President Johnson, for installing that and, and creating. And that's what they did. They, they, they silenced the voice of the pastors because of the goofy tax exempt status. Look, I have a 501c3, but it's strictly we use that only for the DNA. That's it. The DNA fund. That's that's our research just for DNA. I don't take a salary. I don't take a draw from it. End of story. I took one check when we did the DNA um, press conference here in Los Angeles. I gave myself fifteen hundred bucks because I work like a dog for two weeks, and I felt weird about that, but I did it anyway. I was entitled because I paid everybody else to come and speak because that's that's the way it works. But you know, my my company, Spiral of Life, our company, Spiral of Life Ministries. Uh, there's no 501c3 there. We, you know, we're, we're, we we do books, we do DVDs. We're in it to make a profit. I have, I have no problem with that. And people donate, and, and that's all great, and they buy our stuff. Look, unless the churches rise up, just remember this. In Nazi Germany, when the trains carrying the Jews to the death camps, they could hear the screaming, they could hear the wails, and they would just sing louder. And we look at that, and we say, well, that will never happen here, folks. It's happening right now happening right here because most pastors aren't doing doodly squat they're not standing up now i'm not saying I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush there are some who are doing it i get that but they're far and few between there's nothing around here or in oklahoma that i'm aware of nothing at all that even deals with any of this there are a few pastors that do it i get that but can you imagine if if the bulk of the pastors in the united states stood up i remember when i was a new christian this is, I've been a Christian 41 years, all right? And there was a film that came out, Last Temptation of Christ. This is the last gasp of the church before it went completely asleep. Well, Christians actually did something. Pastors did something. They told the congregation. Congregations went out and demonstrated across our country. They shut the movie down. We have the power, but we ain't using it. I know we do have the power. Um, I'm still trying to get in touch with the administration from uh, that church to discuss with them their ungodly views. And it's just absolutely incredible to me that anyone's espousing this. And LA, this is what's sad. This is the largest church in Arizona. Well, you know, Dave, I'll tell you a story. My battle buddy, Russ Desdar, and his wife, Shelly Desdar. Um, they are seasoned at what they do. They are the leading experts in the Christian community at what they do. As far as SRA, the satanic feast days, the holy days in, in the satanic underworld, they know all this. They live it. They walk it. They've done it for years. So they're in a church, and the pastor stands up, and it's Halloween. And the pastor starts going, you know, as Christians— we should have the best decorations, the best candy, the best costume. 
Shelly Dizdar stands up and says, excuse me, excuse me, that's a lie. I mean, she called the guy, stood up right, I mean, everybody was like, Russ was laughing, of course, because it's just genius. And she, she just said, excuse me, that's, that, you don't know what you're talking about. You're telling a lie here. No, this is the devil's day. Are you out of your flipping mind? Are you out of your mind? The blind leading the blind, anyone? Well, obviously they were asked to leave the church because we can't have that. But the bottom line is that's what needs to happen. Enough is enough. I can't believe that no one stood up in your former church and challenged this 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 Yahoo and, and said, you know, what are you basing this on, pal? What are you basing this on? You know, there, there would be no revolutionary war if we followed what you're saying. Well, there wouldn't be any uh, salvation either. Because when you worship government over God, which Bingo. is what this church is doing, there Bingo. is no salvation for the soul. That's it. It's over. It's, it's, to me, it's a form of spiritual transhumanism. With the, that's how I look at this. It's so, it's it so distressing. But, you know, let's, let's go back to the age-old question, though. The indifference, the ignorance that exists with people uh, you, you you can show them the most obvious facts and you can't convince them I'll give you an example the the year I retired from uh, uh, teaching at a university I was talking to a colleague and he said something about the Kennedy assassination mm. and the Warren Commission I said you don't believe that fiction do you and he <laughs> looks at me he looks at me and he says I didn't never know you were a conspiracy theorist Dave Get right off the bat right there you go boom yeah yeah. I just, Ellie, what do we do with this? We're you know, du we're dumb until death. I mean, all all we can do is is pound the pavement. I do a daily show like you do, five days a week. Um, politics, prophecy, and the supernatural. I'm going to try to get on Red, Red State uh, Radio because I need to, because um, who knows how long I'll be on YouTube. Right now, we've got about 138,000 followers on YouTube. I don't want to lose that audience. But they play games. They don't send people the updates. They don't do any of that stuff. And I keep my titles um, under the radar. I don't advertise what I'm doing so the, so the you know algorithm can't see it. But if someone's listening to this, you know, obviously, if, if I'm talking about um, things that, that I'm not allowed to talk about, well, where's that freedom of speech? And that's, see, the fact, the fact that this is being, is actually happening is, is beyond the pale. The fact that it, it, it's the fact that that Twitter can silence the president of the United States and people don't take to the streets and go, we're not doing this anymore. We're not. We're not. We're done. Had it up to my eyeballs. This is what David. It's, it's just look, let me just try to calm down here. If we are in the end times, the last days, then what we're seeing is precisely what we what we should be seeing, according to Scripture. We're here. We're here. And depending on what you believe, whether you're pre-mid or post or whatever, doesn't matter. We're here. We're seeing things that we never thought we would see. These are the days of Noah. And it's it's not getting better. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's absolutely incredible. It is getting worse, and it's just amazing. We're going to step aside just for a second here again, and uh, we're going to return to L.A. Marzulli, and we're going to shift gears to the uh, 
disclosure dud, as I'm calling it. And we're going to do some speculating here as to what was behind the great buildup and then the awesome letdown. Anyway, we are also brought to you by Inmarsat Satphone. Now, you need to hear this, folks. My greatest fear is what they're practicing for in the government on August 11th with a cyber grid takedown drill. I fear a snap drill. And that's a phrase that says, hey, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, drill, 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 and then the real thing goes on. We've seen that so many different times. But if you have a cell phone, if you are connecting through landlines, you're going to be in some trouble if you need to communicate. I interviewed the great John Moore, Green Beret, decorated from Vietnam War, and I asked him, I said, John, what was your biggest fear in combat? He said, when we lost communications. You're, you could be in a situation where you can't find your kids. You can't find your spouse because you have no way to communicate. And then the roadblocks start going up. This is why a sat phone is invaluable. And you go, it must be expensive. I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone that I do for my cell phone. One-fourth the cost. And I'm so proud to be representing the Inmar sat cell phone, or, or sat phone, because this is going to give you 100% coverage, no matter where you're at on the planet, 100% guaranteed. Cell phones give you 14%. And in a crisis, if you and your family have these phones, you're going to be able to communicate with each other. This is why you should give them a call and say, hey, I have some more questions for you. And they're really friendly. They won't push you. Just simply call them at 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830. Tell them I told you to call. Well, we're talking with L.A. Marzulli, and you can tell L.A.'s fired up today. And i got to tell you, my relative silence here, folks, I'm matching his emotional intensity. He's doing all my work for me, so we're just going <laughs> to let him go. But now we're going to kind of shift gears. We're kind of going to do a morgue report. I mean, Tucker Carlson had uh, El- El- Elizondo on how many times, and he had all these other people on. So many, hey, they're real. Commander David Farber, they're real. They're here. They're coming to get us. We're going to tell you everything on June 25th. And June 25th came up, and it was like the boy that cried wolf. L.A., what the hell's going on? Well, first of all, the phenomenon, UFOs are real burgeoning and not going away. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Just because, and, and, I, and I poke fun at this, we have nine pages of our, from our government. Uh, it takes them all these months, you know, what was it, eight months, a year, whatever it was. They show up with nine pages. Meanwhile, you can go and look at the government study on bovine flatulence and its impact on global warming. A thousand pages, Dave. A thousand pages. So basically, Calfarts gets a thousand pages, and the the, the event, the uh, mysterious UFOs flying all over the place with a complete impunity, gets nine pages. It's just it's just typical. It's you know, get me off the planet, please. I can't. No. I can't, I can't stand it anymore. I'm ready to scream. The bottom line is this: out of 144 cases that they studied. They only found one that they could explain. That's right, they had the other 143, they they were stymied, perplexed, flummoxed, as it were. They couldn't figure out what they what this phenomenon is, but we only have nine pages on it right now. Nothing to see here. And and by the way, you know, will Britney Spears get control of her life? Will they ever find Natalie Hollywood? I'm not sure. Did Brian Epstein um, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein hang himself in his jail cell? What will happen to Ghislaine? Dave, these are more important questions, and we want to focus on those rather than the burgeoning UFO phenomenon because there's really nothing to see here. 
um, you know, give me uh, the, the latest sports thing or it, it, this is what this is what they do. It's just unbelievable. So nine pages of this. So there's a couple couple of scenarios. The calm before the storm. Um, something is holding the phenomena back. There's no doubt about that. Why don't they just show up on the White House lawn? Because they can't. Something is holding them back. That's something, in my opinion, is the spirit of a living God and the believer. And there are millions of us on this planet. So they just they just can't move with impunity. Uh, I've been studying this for decades and decades and decades, and I know enough about it that they have to have permission uh, in, in many cases when they go to abduct people. If the abductee says the name of Jesus out loud or cries out for help, they can break that abduction experience. We've heard that from numerous abductees. We've, we've counseled people and gotten them out of uh, the close encounters of the fifth kind, fourth kind, where they're actually face-to-face -face with these abductors. You know, and, and as I say at different UFO conferences, how many of you think it's okay to abduct a five-year-old and implant them against their parents' will? Not a hand goes up, Dave, not a hand. Because I all know viscerally, instinctively, that this is wrong. Well, just because this goopy nine-page report comes out, the phenomenon still continues. Cattle mutilations are, are, are going on. Crop circles are going on. Sightings are still through the roof. Is it the calm before the storm? I don't know. I'm not a, a prognosticator, as it were. But this is, uh, I, think, I think we're going to look at an incident. Something is going to happen. Uh, maybe a daylight sighting in some city where that'll that'll open the thing up again. That's one possibility. The other possibility, and this gets into something that the late David Flynn often espoused, as well as other people that I know. I won't mention another guy's name. I don't think he wants me to mention his name. He's still alive. But he believed that there would be some sort of a nuclear exchange, and that would trigger the revealing. And that's also what I wrote about in my third book of a Nephilim trilogy, which is a, a whole thing on UFOs. That, that's what the books are about. And in episode three, that's exactly what happens. There is a nuclear exchange which triggers the revealing. So the late David Flynn believed that there might be a nuclear exchange. Well, let's walk through that. Um, Iran has now enriched uranium to 95%. They now have enough to make a weapon, enough weapons grade uranium to make a bomb. So guess what they're going to do when they get the bomb? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, does anyone, I'm laughing here because it's just like, let's give the Iranians billions of dollars and maybe maybe we'll have peace. Way to go, Barack. Oh, and by the way, we just can't do a wire transfer for whatever reason. No, 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 no. We're going to fly the cash in on, on, on huge planes, on pallets, pallets of cash. Yeah, cash. And all we have to do is just take a few million off the top. No one will ever know. It's like, it's like the greatest scam ever. What did we get? Doodly squat. Thank you. But when Trump was in office and they hit our base in Iraq and, and the goofy Alatollah said, well, what can you do about it? Trump said, I'll show you what I can do about it. They took down Soleimani. And all of a sudden, they just shut up. The Iranians just went, oh, oh, he just took our number two guy out. And let's make no mistake about it. Trump could have taken other, and he didn't. And, you know, the mustache, Bolton, wanted to immediately go in with troops and start World War III. Trump said, no, we're not doing it. That's why Bolton was fired. That's why Bolton left and he was fired. Because Bolton wanted war and Trump said, no, we're not doing this. We did a strike. They learned your lesson. You're not going to do it again. 
and that's exactly what happened. Now, of course, we've got, we got Obama, I mean Biden, in the White House <clears throat> again to finish the job that Barack started, which is what, what are you finishing, Barack? Well, to usher in socialism, to collapse America. And you remember, it doesn't make that. So I didn't make anything of the front door I'm making for my new house. I guess I really didn't make that. I have to just sit here and applaud all my comrades who helped me along the way. It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And then you've got China saber-rattling against the United States and Japan, saying it's if you fool with Taiwan, all-out war. Now, that's, that's a line in the sand. That's massive saber-rattling. And the Japanese aren't equipped to do anything, and the way Biden's running the country, neither are we. So with Trump, they never would have said something like that. Never would have said something like that, because Trump held their feet to the fire. Biden, Obama, Susan Rice, that's who's running the show. And you know, Dave, it's amazing. We do have free speech. I mean, in the sense that I can, I can tell you what I think and how I, uh, how I get there and what my reasoning is on your show. And as far as I know, you know, the black limousines aren't going to come up or they're not going to raid me like they did uh, uh, Mr. Stone at 5 a.m. in the morning with the CNN cameras rolling. I mean, let's hope that we don't get to that. But the American people need to stand up and understand that, you know, everything hangs in the balance right now. If the elections were stolen, then what are we doing here? That there is a managed agenda to bring in a global new world order. Make no mistake about it. And everything you said that the next, there are already shortages they're already talking about food shortages, uh, shortages at Taco Bell. So they're already signaling it. This is it. This is it. And you're right. This whole cell phone thing, we've seen it with the, uh, you know, flight, flight 800, and all sorts of other stuff. Same thing with the, with the Twin Towers that day. Everything was shut down, wasn't it? Just amazing. Just it's a managed agenda, folks. Yeah, you, you think of the people though, and you and I are there, and many of the people listening to us are there. We hear them lying to us that they're speaking, their lips are moving, but we're looking for the agenda. We're not listening to the content of what they're saying. We're looking for the objective of what they're saying, what's behind what they're telling us. Most of us get that here that come to sites like this, but the average person just soaks it up. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that think Fauci is a hero. I know, I know. I, I as a really close friend of mine, who we got into this a little bit. Well, is, is this doctor an epidemiologist like Dr. Fauci? No, but he's a medical doctor and he studied. Um, I, I think he knows enough about it. You know, well, is he an epidemiologist? That, that was the, that was the argument. I finally got tired of hearing it. You know, just because I mean, um, Rand Paul is not an epidemiologist; he's a medical doctor. Uh, Dr. Carla Dean Graves medical doctor, frontline doctors, medical doctors. They've been saying this for, for months. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin will eradicate the disease if taken early enough. Um, and and they, they can, you, you, you can be cured. You can be cured of this. All of a sudden, Trump says, you know, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And hydroxychloroquine becomes like the, 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 the worst drug ever. It's just unbelievable. It's just, and how many, how many thousands of people died because they couldn't get the drug? How many thousands of people? So yeah. don't tell me that this isn't a managed agenda because it is, and it's it's controlled from the top down, and there is an agenda, and that is to break the back of the American people, break it, get rid of the Constitution, and usher in socialism slash communism. That's what they want. 
Well, I think it's the first step towards other things, too. Let me give you another possibility of another thing. This occurred to me. I'm reading about Sophie, but I'm reading things that the average person doesn't have access to. I'm actually reading some of the design documents that were on loan to me. And here's what I discovered. The new robots they have are indistinguishable from humans in any way, shape, or form. And I think this may even blend into the ET. And I just this is my overactive imagination speaking now. But I'm thinking these robots could be replacements for resistors. And then I started thinking, what if what if the they bring in um, these ETs to replace us? It's not an uncommon theme in um, the sci-fi dramas that I've seen as a, as a kid, particularly back in the 70s. Um, have you looked at this at all and just say, are we having replacements walk among us? Well, there's a book by, by Dr. David Jacobs, the last one he wrote, called Walking Amongst Us. And it's the idea that <clears throat> these hybrid entities are integrating with the populace. And in our film, which is free, by the way, it's called Disclosure, The Coming Great Deception in the Luciferian Endgame. It's free. Hello. You can go to streaming.lamarzuli.net, streaming.lamarzuli.net, and download it for free and watch it. And all we ask is that you pass it forward. And the only reason why I released the film for free, Dave, is because this information is vital. It's too important. People need to see and understand what is going on. We're also working on part two, which will be released for free once again. I've, I've only done it with this film because this, this information is just way too important not to release to the public for free. And we uh, I think on our YouTube channel, we have 95,000 downloads. Meanwhile, you know, some guy that, that, that uh, has a set of dominoes that, that topple, he gets five million hits, right? He gets five million hits for watching dominoes fall down. I get 90, 95,000 for doing an hour-long expose about the validity and threat of the UFO phenomenon and how it is actually the coming great deception of the Luciferian Endgame. Streaming.lamarzuli.net. Download it, share it with a friend. We are working on part two. But look, in the film, we show this guy, Al Matthews, who became the center of the film, the centerpiece of the film. And when I got up there to Vancouver, I, you know, our producer up there, Gordy Tong, had these people lined up for interviews. And it was really cool and it was great. But the more I listened to Al, especially in post, post-production, I realized that, that he was the centerpiece of the film. And Al had an encounter with a woman who was a hybrid. There's just no doubt about it. And she is, in my opinion, a modern-day Nephilim. Because if, if these are entities that are being sired and manipulated genetically by fallen angels, then they are, in fact, modern-day Nephilim. What does Jesus warn us of? It'll be like the days of Noah when I return. So unless a person understands and comes to grips with Genesis 3.15 before he gets to Genesis 6, Genesis 3.15 is the springboard to the rest of the Bible. Without a clear understanding of Genesis 3.15, one has no idea of what happens when you get to Genesis 6, the Tower of Babel, Sodom and Gomorrah, the five kings of Abraham uh, battling against the five kings that, that are there. And of course, when you get to the Promised Land, 
you're stymied because how is this got to be Old Testament? He's, he's genocidal, maniacal, uh, capricious, bloodthirsty, calling for the killing of all these innocent men, women, and children in the Promised Land. They're Nephilim, folks. They're, they're Nephilim. They're hybrid entities. So unless you understand Genesis 3.15, which tells us that the seed of the dragon will be at enmity at war with the seed of the woman, well, you can tap dance around that and say it doesn't mean what it means. It, it means exactly what it says, which is the yeah. offspring, the seed of the dragon, will be at war with the offspring, the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman is the Messiah who came almost 2,000 years ago and changed the entire deal. The seed of the dragon appears for the first time in Genesis 6, but then later on, all throughout the rest of the Bible, culminating, of course, into modernity, where we have... Uh, it'll be like the days of Noah, which is exactly where we are now, which circles us back to these entities, these hybrid beings that you're talking about, that uh, they're here, they are integrating. I've never met one. I don't want to. Other people I've talked to have. Al Matthews had an encounter. By the way, that encounter is what led him to the Lord. Yeah, I, I think I had one as well, too. And I'll tell you about it as soon as we step away for a real brief break. Ladies and gentlemen, bottom line, if you have assets to protect, you need to do what I did. I went from being an advertiser, uh, excuse me, someone who was just advertising. That's it. And now I'm a customer for Noble Gold. Why? Because they have now bulletproofed a lot of my investments, a lot of the things that I hold. So if the dollar does go belly up, and the dollar will be the last to go, I really do believe that. So we'll have warning. But I do believe the dollar is going to go. I believe all fiat currencies are going to go. And right now, you can soften your landing if you call the people at Noble Gold. I'm convinced of it. I have put my faith and fortune in this. And I think you owe it to yourself if you have assets to protect that you call the good people at Noble Gold. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We're talking with L.A. Marzulli. And L.A., I don't, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I'm at a happy hour. Oh, my gosh, it must be now 10, 10 years ago. And uh, I, I'm walking out of the restroom, and uh, the woman who was kind of serving the role as a hostess, and she was drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, she was a 10 on a 10 scale. And she goes, hello, Mr. Hodges. And I said, hi. And I'm thinking, is this some former co-ed that I had as a student? And I you know, was really unsure about what led to this. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. And she goes, oh, you don't know me. She goes, but we know you. And wow. she said, you're about ready to launch on a path where you're going to be making a lot of revelations and we just wanted to know we're watching you and I said is that a good thing or a bad thing and she says well we'll just have to find out so I went and sat down I'm pretty stunned and I sit down I look back and and she was gone and this really did happen by the way I wasn't drinking I don't drink alcohol I, I was having iced tea some of my friends were drinking but that doesn't affect my sobriety that was my one experience um, and I just got the feeling this person isn't real. Right, right. So it's, yeah. it, I know it's totally bizarre, and, no, and, no. and I can't say, oh, this was an alien for sure, and I had the encounter, but that was so flipping bizarre. By the yeah. way, L.A., this is the year before I got a website. I was just starting out really broadcasting, just starting to get a, a following on my audience, but I, I was nobody. Very few people knew who I was at this time, so well, that, that was pretty shocking to me. And I was still involved heavily in academia, and I was coaching college basketball. 
and and I was just this this wasn't something that I, that I was looking to hear or didn't necessarily want to hear it. It was just bizarre. But uh, within a year, things started to really happen, and the following I got with my my show, my website, and all of a sudden now a lot of people know who I am. And I just I've always gone back to that one encounter, and I thought that was the most bizarre thing. And and I came in there uh, with my wife for lunch. Oh gosh, three days later, and uh, and she gave me a name by the way. And and, and I asked, I said, so so and so working today? Oh, we don't have anyone here by that name. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that that was pretty weird because I, I came home and told my wife about the experience. She goes, "Honey, you don't have to justify when you flirt. You come home to me." And so it was a big joke. But but you know when 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 they said that we don't have anyone here by that name. My wife looked at me and said, how much have you had to drink when you were here? Um, so anyway, that was pretty interesting. L.A., you do such good, fine work. And, and I'm so interested in learning more about these hybrids. I'm going to follow them. But I know that people can go to your website. They can listen to your show. And uh, l let's see uh, if we can't get more people following you. So tell people how they do that. Well, if you're interested in the, in the series, On the Trail of a Nephilim series, or the free show, the free uh, DVD, not, it's, not, it's, a, it's a download. If you want to buy the DVD, you have to pay for it. But you can watch it. You can stream it by going to streaming.lamarzuli.net, streaming.lamarzuli.net, or lamarzuli.net. That's the main website. And you can avail yourself of all this information. That's, uh, I think it's vital, especially considering the hour that we find ourselves living in. Is this, um, are the walk-ins, the replacements, um, and a lot of what we're seeing here with fake disclosure, is this part of the great deception? Well, it is. Uh, when they show up, they will say that when, when ET, and it's not ET, it's the fallen angelic host, these are interdimensional entities which are here. They will say that we created all life on this planet. We started the world's civilizations. We um, jump-started the world's uh, religions. I already said that, but we genetically manipulated early man. And now at this critical juncture in human history, we are back to usher mankind into a golden age. Now, I've been banging that drum and saying that verbatim for decades. Yeah, you have. And we are here. We yeah, are it's, here. It's, it's, it's truly frightening. And you know what's even more interesting, too, is I have never been in a church where I've heard Ezekiel's wheel or anything like that mentioned in the church. It's well, like the pastors are scared to death of this. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, there's so much to unfold. This is why I'm going to be calling you again. We're going to do a follow-up on some of this. But um, I just want to tell you, thank you for saying what you said about Fauci in the beginning. It needs to be said. We have the Nazis ruling over us. It's a scary time. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show, Elliot. It truly it is. You really bright up the, uh, brighten up the show. And uh, Thanks, continue good luck with your work. Great stuff you're Thank doing. You. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you. God bless you.